0: So I'm excited. We're coming off of a teaching this weekend. Our theme was uh, Fight the Good Fight of Faith. Fight the Good Fight of Faith. And I'm telling you what, we're going to carry that theme into today. And you're going to see why. Uh, Lord, we just pray now in the name of Jesus, you would open our eyes to see beyond the natural, our ears to hear beyond the natural, our mind to comprehend and understand beyond the natural, our heart to believe beyond the natural. Lord God, our feet to be planted and to, to stand firm and to walk out the supernatural, for our hands to be extended this week to go and to perform that which is beyond the natural. And Lord God, let each and every act and thought that we know and do be for glory and honor and praise and advancement of your kingdom. For Jesus, you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. And we celebrate you this day in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You ready? You ready for the word? Hallelujah. Well, we our theme uh, came from First Timothy six and twelve. This is the scripture that we've been looking at all weekend, and that is fight the good fight of faith, so that you can lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. It's not just any fight. It's a fight worthy of entering and staying in till you come out with the victory. Hallelujah. I don't know if it's ever played in your mind scenario uh, questions like this. All this Christianity and all this living by faith and studying that I'm doing and all this praying that I'm doing and giving that I'm doing. What has it brought me? What have I gotten out of all of this? Is it really worth it? I guarantee if you've ever breathed one breath of oxygen before, the devil has given you that lie, as he's given all of that lie. Is it really worth it? And if you've ever thought faults like these, I believe that, that uh, at some time the enemy has gotten to us and he has tried to make us second guess our walk with God, or whether we should walk with God. I call these thought bombs. He, he places in our mind, he, he's a, he sends these fiery darts into our thinking to try and dissuade and discourage and to get us out of the path that God has created for us. And if you've ever questioned yourself, uh, you know, I've prayed and I've believed and I've given and, 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 and I'm waiting. What should I do until I see the manifest uh, or the answer to my prayer? Paul tells us right here, you got to keep fighting the good fight of faith. you got to understand you're in a battle. you got to understand you're in a fight. Now, every one of us has a fight nature in us. We were created in the image of God. And we see that God even had war break out in heaven as the red dragon, Lucifer himself, was waging war and God had his head commander, Michael, take him out and a third of the angels fell with him, became demons. They came to this earth and now they're waging war on anyone and anything that is advancing the kingdom of God on earth or bringing glory to God. We were created in the image of God to fight. We've got the whole Old Testament filled with battles of the most evil and the most contorted and the most, uh, 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 you might would say, horrible acts of warfare recorded there. And I believe God gave each and every one of those and their bloody details to show us what was happening in the natural, but we would understand in the New Testament of the battle. That's what it looks like in the battlefield in the spiritual realm. Paul tells us that the weapons of our warfare... Our warfare, we're in a war, are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. He also tells us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, so we must understand it's not a physical fight. The Old Testament physical battles are to show us what it looks like in the spirit realm. In our spiritual warfare, we're wrestling not against principalities, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. There is a war going on. You must know that. And the enemy is coming against the people of faith. He's coming against your faith. And God is encouraging Timothy as he is encouraging us in his word by the Holy Spirit that we must engage and we must continue to fight this good fight of faith that this Christian lifestyle and this Christian walk is a walk not through the tulips, not through the roses. We are on a battlefield. Now, when you understand that, then you will not be dissuaded and you will not be discouraged and you will not give up thinking, wait a minute, I thought when I gave my life to Christ, everything was going to be okay. Let me tell you what, when you give your life to Christ, it's like Darnell did and we prayed for him in the first service. He signed up to serve in the military and he leaves tomorrow for boot camp and we prayed over him. Everyone that was here prayed over him in the first service. Well, now he's identified as getting ready to go on the front line, and that he's identified to be a part of the good team that is going forward. So the enemy now would come against him. When you become a Christian, the enemy says, now I'm going to take you out. So you must understand becoming a Christian is not going to the spa. Going, becoming a Christian is not going and living at a resort for the rest of your life. Becoming a Christian means you have said, I am on the front lines. I'm willing to stand with my God, stand with His Word, stand in His Spirit, stand for truth, stand for righteousness. And the good news is, God says, if you'll do that in faith, I've already gone before you and destroyed the enemy. The victory will be yours. You'll be an overcomer. No, you'll be more than an overcomer. You'll be more than a conqueror. He says, all you got to do is fight the fight of faith. If you try to do it in the natural, the devil will whip you, take your teeth out, and pull your toenails out. I'm telling you what He doesn't play fair. But if you fight it, the fight of faith, the victory's already been won because your faith takes hold of what Christ has already provided in and through the atonement and makes it reality in your life. Hallelujah. And one of the things he did when he went to the cross, he said, it is finished. Devil, you are done with. I came to destroy your works, and I'm telling you I'm going to give the authority that I have over all your power to my people, and that by faith they may have the authority over all your power, and the only place you'll be is under their feet. Under their feet. But you can't do that in the natural. You've got to do it by faith that's why we have to fight the good fight of faith the war is not over your soul the war is not over your health the war is not over your wealth the war is not over your deliverance that i'm telling you the war is over your faith because with faith all of that i just said is already yours you have the wealth of heaven, you have the health of heaven. you have the deliverance of heaven. You have the power of heaven. He's made yours through faith. So Satan is trying to take your faith out so that you don't have access to any of the other. You've got to understand where the battle is. He is warring against your faith. You've got to fight the good fight of faith. You've got to hold on to your faith. You've got to do everything you can to build your faith you got to do everything you can to punch, sucker punch, I'm telling you, knee to the groin, whatever you do, the enemy that is trying to take your faith. Don't you back down, amen? amen. Hallelujah. In 1 John 5 and 4 it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I love uh, the message. as says the conquering power that brings the world to its knees. It's the conquering power that brings the world to its knees. It's already yours. If whatever is born of God, if you're born again, if you're born of God, you overcome the world. But look what he says. And this is the victory. This is the victory that has overcome the world. This world system that Satan is using to come against you. What? Our faith. Take faith out of the equation. The world system that Satan's using comes against you. The death, the disease, the destruction, the poverty, the bondage, the negative, all of it comes on you. But you overcome it means whatever is born of God overcomes the world what did Jesus say in this world there's gonna be trouble tribulation but be of good cheer I've already overcome the world I've already overcome it hallelujah so how does it how do we overcome this thing through Christ our faith our faith amen do you, do you get that recently I heard of so many believers there coming under attack from Satan. And, and uh, man, especially when you gather a, a group close like we did this past weekend, you just hear how the devil is bombarding, how the devil, he don't play fair. I'm here to tell you, I hate the devil. I don't dislike him. I don't you know, want to just, you stay on your side of the street, I'll stay on my side. I hate him. I want to do everything I can to come against every plan that he has. The devil is defeated. Hallelujah. So I'm here to encourage you that we are not to lie down and, just, uh, and, and, and let, just live under this attack and let the devil do what he does. Okay, We're to rise up as men and women of God, full of faith, and fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. There are many nights when you go to bed and you can't fall asleep right away because of the pressure that comes in through what the devil is bringing against you. And, and, and I'm here to tell you, you, you feel like you're all alone. You're not all alone. You've got the creator of the universe, God himself with you, his Holy Spirit, the Son of Jesus, your Redeemer. You've got angels of heaven, twice as many angels for you that are against you. You've got, all you got to do is by faith, you can tap into the eternal resources of heaven right there in that midnight hour. By faith, you can overcome the enemy. But you got to be willing to stand your ground. That's why I'm here to coach you. I'm here to stir you. I'm here to make you mad. I'm here to do something Come on, you got to get up, get out of this. Just just let the devil do what he did. This is life. This isn't just life. Jesus said, I came to give you abundant life. Don't settle for just life. There's an abundant life I want to get to. Yeah, the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But I'm teaching you how to fight. Fight the good fight of faith and hold on to that which Jesus has provided for you. Yes, life is full of challenges. They sure are from the preacher, to the pulpit, to the pew. I guarantee you it is full. Did you hear me? Life is full of challenges. But God has given you and God has given me answers to every test, come on, that we will ever experience. There's a never-ending mercy of God that has made provision for you to win, not sometime, to win every just now and then. No! Win every time. Every time. I'm going to say it again. To win every time Hallelujah. Yes, Satan is trying to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus said it. I say it, and that is the truth. And there's nothing more than he would like to destroy your Christian testimony. He wants you to give up when you're under pressure. He wants you to scream, "I can't take it anymore." He wants you to turn your back on God. He wants you to say, "It's just not worth it." Throw in the towel, quit. Cuz he knows that's the only way he can win. But if you can hear a preacher that'll stir you up to say, wait a minute, I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. And I've got access, a measure of faith that's been given to me by God. It's not something I have to go buy. It's not something I have to go earn. It's not something I have to go work for. It's not something I have to go find. It's not a treasure lost in the field. It's a measure of God that has been placed in me. He's created me to please Him in faith and to walk into His pleasure that He has for me by faith. He has given me what I need. All i got to learn to do is to activate it and use it. And I can pull out of heaven every will and desire of heaven to earth. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. you got to learn to fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because it's the one you can win. Now, if I knew I was going to lose it, it wouldn't be a good fight. If I knew I was going to get beat up, it wouldn't be a good fight, right? But it's a good fight because you already won. Because the very faith that you're fighting to, to activate and to hold on to and to exercise taps into... It's the theological word is called appropriates. It means it makes it real for you what Jesus provided 2,000 years ago. Everything he provided in the atonement is already done. Your healing's already done. You don't have, we don't have to go and beat him on the whipping post again. That was already done. By stripes, you were healed, Right? We don't have to go and let him take on the curse of poverty hanging on a tree again. He did it. He took on the curse, right, to get it off of us so he could do what? Get the blessing on us. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. So it's already done. He who was rich became poor, that we who were poor might be made rich in him, right? So it's already done. But you've got to appropriate it. You've got to take hold of it in your life. And how do we appropriate even our salvation? How do we appropriate? By faith. It's through grace. Nothing to nothing we earn. He did it but you appropriate it by faith. So what do you think the devil's trying to take away from you and get you to throw the towel in on? Your faith. That's why you got to fight the good fight of faith. Come on, somebody, say amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You folks are on fire. You folks are on fire. Praise the Lord. As I was reading the Psalms, I noticed there's this cycle that that was developed uh, when our faith is being tested. Your, your faith, I know, is being tested. So we're going to look at this cycle, and it's going to help you see where you're at, where you need to go, and how to come out successful in this day and in this week. So when we get to Psalms 34, we are reading about a story about David, and this is a man who surely had his share of trouble. I'm telling you. He, he, had, it, he, he, he had not only his own household turn against him, his own people turn against Him. The enemy turn against Him. He, he, he had some trouble, okay? Some of it He brought onto Himself. And you got to understand, there's consequences to sin. You can take this grace message and think you, you can, it covers everything and you don't even have consequences to sin. Let me tell you what. Thank God for His amazing grace, but there's consequences to sin. If you cut off your pinky finger in sin and then you come and get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, preaching the Word of God, going around the world, getting millions saved, you'll do it without a pinky, right? You'll be up there with just four fingers on that left hand, and you'll always have that consequence. You've got to be careful. Now, now, God can do a creative miracle and grow it back out. I'm not limiting him that, but usually the consequence will go with you the rest of your life. And it can be a reminder, you don't want to go back there. (laughs) You don't want to go back to that rebellion. You don't want to go back to that walk where you doubted God and disbelieved God. You want to to stand strong for Him, right? So let's look at Psalms 34 here, some of the verses in it. And and I'm sharing with you the cycle of faith that the Holy Spirit showed me. Verse 4, he says, I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me from a few of my fears. No, all of my fears. I'm telling you, whatever the devil has threatened you with, you can know today that you can call on God and by faith you can see the delivering hand of God deliver you from every threat the enemy has brought against you. Verse 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all, all of his troubles. I'm here to tell you, this poor man, you may be without, you may be lack, there may be something that you have need of, but when you cry out to God in faith, you can find that God will save you out of all your troubles. Hallelujah. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. And that word fear there is not I'm afraid of you God. I'm I'm running from you. I'm afraid. It means that I see who you are. There's no one that can touch your power. There's no one can touch your glory. There's no one can touch the awesomeness of who you are. You are the God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And I put There's none can come beside you. There's none can compare to you. There's none like you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made and you made me fearfully and wonderly, wonderfully made in your image but I see you the source hallelujah. Yes. hallelujah hallelujah so he says oh taste and see somebody need to learn how to stick your tongue out about a holy ghost inside licking on the ice cream cone of God's blessings hallelujah yes. oh taste and see I don't, I'm not into this religious stuff. I'm telling you missing out on what you were created for. You're missing out. The devil's punching you, kicking you, bondage with no ropes and chains tied around you, and dragging you, and, and causing misery in your life, and fears in your life, and trouble in your life, and loss in your life, and you're over there saying, I don't want any of that religious stuff. I tell you what, you can call it religious, you can call it whatever you want. If it's Jesus and it's the Holy Ghost and it's Father God, I'm going in for it. I'm gonna taste and see that the lord he is good hallelujah blessed is the man who trusts in him so fear the lord you his saints there is a little want no want none none tell the devil it's over tell the devil it's over i got a word i got a word it's over Hey, I'm not giving you an inky pinky, I'm not giving you a little itsy bitsy, I'm not giving ah, no, 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 no. He tells me right here that there is no want to those who fear him. Yeah. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall lack n- n- shall not lack any good thing. I'm telling you what, it's time you get beyond that. Well, I got just enough to get by, glory to God. No! He wants you to lack no good thing. If it's good, he wants you to have it. If it's good, he wants you to be blessed with it. Hallelujah. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. Now, the Bible says that we are now the righteousness of God in Christ when we put our what? Faith in him. When we put our faith in Christ, now we become sons and daughters of God, born again, our faith is in Him. He now, by His grace, has deemed us righteous. Not because we did it, because He did it. And this faith appropriates, this faith goes to the ATM machine and reaches into the divine vault that has more resources than mankind could ever spend in all of eternity. And we put the pin in, F-A-I-T-H, and we withdraw what God deposited there for us. And one of those deposits is righteousness. Yes. Now look why you need that. The eyes of the Lord are looking. on the, it's on the righteous. You walk to the right, you sing about going to the right? Well, you guys, this is going to the right. Going to the left, wherever you go, his eyes on you. Why? And his ears are open. Why? To hear your prayer. What are you praying? What do you have faith to believe me for? What do you have faith to believe me for? Ah, OK, you believe me for a puppy. Okay, you got your puppy. Kids, that's not for you. Okay. (laughs) We got time for no puppy. (laughs) Let me use another example. (laughs) His ears are open. What you got faith to believe me for? He says, so that I might hear what you want. Then look at verse 17. The righteous cry, they pray, and the Lord hears. And he delivers them out of a little bit of that trouble. No. Enough to get by. No. Oh, we got to hang on to get to heaven, and then you'll get... No. He said heaven becomes manifest here on earth. The will of God in heaven becomes the will of God on earth when the righteous cry out to him. The Lord is near those who have a broken heart. Man, the devil gets his punches in. But don't you feel like you're alone? Don't you ever sit there and say, you know, I'm in this all by myself. I'm in this business all by myself. I'm in this family. I'm in this trouble all by myself. No, 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 no. The Lord is near. All you got to do is by faith say, God, I have recognized your presence and he'll make it manifest. And, the, the Lord, and and he says, and he saves such as a, have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Fiery darts coming at the righteous. yeah. But above all, what do we do with our armor? Above all, we what? Take up the shield of faith that quenches some of those fiery darts. No, all of the fiery darts. Hallelujah. So many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. All of them. Man, what a powerful song. What a powerful song. As I was reading and studying this, I heard the Holy Spirit say, do you see the cycle of faith? And I said, yes, I see it. And I began, and I teach that. And I want to teach that to you right now. Here's the cycle of faith. The first number one thing in the cycle of faith starts with the problem. Always starts with the problem. That's the trigger. That you shouldn't be discouraged when you have a problem. Or I should say it this way. You're going to have problems. The devil's going to bring them into your life. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You're going to have a problem. But the good news is, when I can identify the problem, it slaps and wakes up my faith. It calls my faith to rise up. Instead of running in fear, oh my goodness, that bad report. Oh my goodness, that's coming against me. Oh my goodness, I didn't know my marriage was that far gone. And, and, and it looks like it's going to be... No, let the problem awaken your faith. That's part of the cycle of faith. The Bible says the trying or testing of your faith produces patience or causes it to work or to produce. So your faith, your faith uh, I'm telling you, comes to fruition. It bring, it taps into the heavenly vault of that which Jesus has filled on your account through the atonement. It's yours. It's in your name and only you can only please God. You can't please God any other way only by faith. The pleasure of God is not going to come into your life except by faith. Without faith it's impossible to please God. Isn't that what the word says? So we, God wants his pleasure to come to you but you gotta, you got to Appropriate it by faith. You got to make it yours. Take hold of it by faith. So, so the trying or the testing of your faith, when your faith is being uh, coming, the problem is coming against it. It produces patience, and it causes uh, your your faith to produce what it it has uh, reached out for that Christ has already provided. Now, now the psalmist revealed that his problem was fear, trouble, and affliction. And probably not one of us has ever been in a spot David was in. And I'm not going to take a lot of time to talk about it because most of you probably know with all his family, even his son coming against him, his nation coming against him, the king of the nation that he served coming against him, the people that were coming against the nation of God was also looking at him as one of their number one targets. they got to come against him. Even at times at Ziklag, his own men were turning against him. They were saying, we need to, his own mighty men that was fighting with him uh, and, and staying with him during his isolation. And, and, and I'm telling you, they came against him. So here's what he's dealing with. And uh, he was fearful of his life. He was fearful of failing. He was fearful of the threats of the enemy. He was fearful of things that were real. And you know how the devil plays? He'll even put things imagined in your mind. He will make you think this thing. They say, you know what? This spot may looks a little suspicious to me. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, it's cancer. And I probably got six months to live. And what am I going to do? And how are my children? You are the imaginations that the enemy brings in. And, And he was fearful of not coming through with success. And I don't know if you've ever experienced any fears like this. And I'm sure you probably have. But at this moment, you could be feeling like there's no way out of the mess I'm in. Somebody may be here today and it's your own family is imploding. Your own family is turning against you. Your own health is turning against you. It's like the wealth is just seeped out and you can't seem to get ahead three steps forward and ten steps back. It just You may be going through that today and I'll tell you what you can do that will bring deliverance every time. Let those problems or that problem activate the faith cycle. You say, it's not time for me to whine. It's not time for me to live my wounds. It's not my time to throw in the towel and defeat. It's not my time to say this is just what life has dealt me. It's time for me to wake up as a man or a woman of faith. Wake my faith up. I need faith activated. I need to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. So David's problems then brought on his prayer. You would say, oh, let's just go punch you. No, he went praying first. And that's what we need to do. Prayer shouldn't be our last resort. I tried, I had a headache, I took some medicine, uh, maybe dehydrated, I took some water, uh, maybe I need my caffeine, took some caffeine, uh, maybe uh, uh, it's a stressful situation, I took a wall, uh, uh, oh my goodness, I've now got an appointment to go and have my, uh, you know, CAT scan or whatever of my head, I, I, I just, I, my goodness, I like just headache, and then you, then you didn't never prayed, it's like, why didn't you pray first? Now, I'm not against you going. If, if the prayer, don't bring forth the manifest, get some partners to come alongside that want to see the healing. There's nothing wrong with going. If you need to go to the doctor, th- make sure you've got one who's partnering with you for your healing. Amen. Now, I've never met a doctor that's not, but there may be. And if they're out there saying, you're going to die, and I'm glad and I'm going to be a part of the pallbearer, I'm looking forward to taking you down and find you another doctor. Okay, <laughs> But most doctors have an anointing, a call of God, on them to, and they may not even know it, but they want to come and help you live. That's why they're doing what they do and sacrifice what they sacrifice. But don't, don't make them your God. Let them be assistants to God, but don't make them your God. Amen? So David goes to the Lord in prayer. Prayer shouldn't be your last resort. In the mind of Jesus, what he shares with us, prayer should be first right? He said in Luke 18 and 1, men ought to always pray and not faint. Prayer should be number one, and then you shouldn't stop. You should pray until you see the answer to the prayer. Amen. And why would Jesus tell us this? I believe it's because he was a part of the Trinity who had set up the line of communication between us and God and, and through prayer. And he's like, man, I've done everything to make to reconcile so that you could talk to us. Hallelujah. But you must have faith to believe that you can access heaven. I'm here to encourage you today. You have have access to heaven. God's eyes is on the righteous. He's looking. He's listening. His ear is open. He said, just just pray. Just pray. Seek God. Go to God. Find out what God says about the situation. God has promised He will hear your prayer. And He says, I'll not only hear it, but I'll answer it. Hallelujah. Look at Psalms 34 and 15. He says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their cry. He is looking to hear and to answer your prayer, as we did, read in uh, uh, Psalms 34 and B, it says, He delivers them out of all their troubles. All. He wants to show Himself strong. You are an oak of righteousness. The planting of God. Let me just prophesy the word over you. This is not the words of Tim These are the, This is the word of God. You are an oak of righteousness. The planting of God. Established for the display of the favor of God. He wants to show the world His might. He wants to show the world a miracle. He wants to show the world deliverance. He wants to show the world a family reconciled. He wants to show the world supernatural abundance provision, promotion. He wants to show the world. He wants it like a Christmas tree you put up here and you put display all the lights on it. The tree almost becomes, okay, there's, there's a tree. I've seen some people's trees. I'm like... There's a tree under all that? You know? It's for the display of all their ornaments and all their stuff. Let me tell you what. You are a, an oak of righteousness. He deems you righteous if you place your faith in Him. By grace, it's yours. You are righteous. Not something you did because the whole Old Testament tells us we can't do it. We failed. Break one law, you're guilty of them all. So that's why we need a Savior. Yeah. That's why they were crying out for a Messiah. We need the Messiah who will come and deem us righteous, that will come and take on our sin head on and with sinless blood provide for us a provision of payment for our sinful account paid in full. So now we place our faith in Him. You're an oak of righteousness. I say it to you over and over. A planting of God. You are here on this November day, 2019. You were planted here with a purpose. A purpose. And one of the purposes, and this is a primary purpose that God planted you here, is to display His glory, His favor on you. Why? Why? A display is for those who observe. A display is not a display if it's hidden in a closet somewhere. A display is for others to observe. God wants the world to see how good He is. God wants the world to see His healing power, his, his provision power, His anointing power, His reconciling power. He wants the world to see how good He is. How will they come to Him? By the goodness of God will the lost come to know Him. How are they going to know how good He is? Because you, here at Christian Embassy, you who are tuned in are a planting of God. You are here in this day, this hour, that God can display His favor on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's God's plan. And, we, and we're part of His plan only by faith. He says, it, without faith it's impossible to please God or to see the pleasure of God. The pleasure of God is to do a display. That's His pleasure. That's what He wants to do, but it's impossible for that display of His pleasure to take place without faith. So we got to fight. The good fight of faith. Devil, you're not taking my faith. No. i got a problem. It's awakened my faith. It's time to put it on. I'm coming to God first. I'm coming to Him in prayer and I'm coming to His Word. And guess what? That leads us to this, uh, the third one. That leads us to the promise. Hallelujah. you got to lay hold of the promise. What did God say? First John 5, 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will. You want to know what His will is? He left it in the last will and testament. What did He Want? what did he want uh, given to you what did he want transferred to you if you went to a legal attorney when you when a, a loved one passed and they said this is what they said the 1922 uh, uh, car that is in storage uh, the, i don't even know if those cars in 1922 1942 car this goes to such and such nothing can change that it's legal it's yours it's yours it's yours The paperwork stands for it. I remember one time I got a word that somebody has money you don't know about. There's money out there that's that's for you and you don't know about it. And, uh, and, and the servants, they're like, yeah, I'll take that, I'll take that. Well, you've got to put some faith without works is dead. Well, I said, well, you know what, Lord, who was it? And he gave me a name. So I looked up their name on the computer, and I found there was some money uh, in Florida for them. And I was like, wow, for their uh, deceased husband. And I called them up, and I said, you know, I found there's some money for you in Florida for, you know, your husband had passed away. And uh, I gave them the number, so they contacted, and this is tens of thousands of dollars now. So they called them up and they said, well, you got to give us a proof of the death certificate and, the, and, the, and showing that you are the one in line. You are the heir, the rightful heir to it. So they provided all the documentation, and they got their money. They got their money. Hallelujah. So the uh, reason, it was legal, it's legal. It is legal that every promise that God has given us in His Word is yours. He didn't say, well, this one's for Tim, and this one's for Harry, and this one's for Frank, and this one's for Hal, and this one's for uh, Dr. said, No, he didn't. They are, it's yours. If you're a child of God, if you will activate your faith, it is yours. You can appropriate it by faith. Now, I said all men. I was at a men's advance. Y'all forgive me. <laughs> Amen. Yours, Rodica. Yeah. Yours, Morgan. Come on now. Yours, Diane. Yeah. yeah. Will you take it? Will you take it, Sister Priscilla? Yeah, 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 yeah. She'll take it. She'll take it. I'm telling you. Priscilla's mom, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Sister Pearl. Uh, it's, it's yours. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, whatever we ask, whatever we ask, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of Him. Come on now. So God will promise to do something for you and, and His promise is what mod- motivates us. His promise is what keeps us going. His promise is what gives us hope. His promise is what gives our faith direction. And without a promise from God, you have no foundation of your faith. So you don't want to go amiss and just say, well, I'm just going to claim something good. You know, I don't know what good, but claim it. What the Word of God says. By His stripes you were healed. You need healing? By His stripes you were healed. Take it. Take it. He said, He who was rich became poor, that you who were poor might be made rich in Christ Jesus. Take Take your provision, take supernatural supply, take promotion, take deliverance. Uh, he who is, uh, he says you'll make you the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Stop living at the tail. It's time to move up in promotion that God has for you. I'm telling you, take it! Take it! If we know that He hears us, whatever we ask according to His will, we know that we have asked and it is ours. Peter says in 2 Peter 3 and 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. Come on now. That simply means that God will not allow His promise to fail. Hebrews 10.36 says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. In other words, the enemy is going to try to hinder. The enemy is going to try to test your faith to see if you really are going to have that little faith that Jesus rebuked the disciples of, which was not a size of a mustard seed faith. No, he said size is not the issue. Little faith I'm talking about is a short-winded faith. Well, I'm believing. Pastor's got me worked up. I'm believing. And then tomorrow's like, oh my goodness, the circumstances haven't changed yet. I'm not believing. Short-winded faith. So you have need of Endurance. You got the faith. is This is it. I plant my foot down, and I'm not backing off of this. The message translates that you need to stick it out. Look at somebody and say, "You need to stick it out." Stick Go ahead and tell them out. they need to be encouraged. You need to stick it out. Hallelujah. So the problem causes us to activate our faith and we go to the Lord in prayer, and then we go to His Word and get the promise that God has for us, which takes us to the next place, and that is the praise. Hallelujah! we got to now show the world, show the devil, show ourselves, and even show God that we are a people of faith. We're going to believe before we see. Jesus said it's better to believe before you see than to have to see to believe. I'm telling you the opposite of faith is sight because we're to walk by faith and not by sight. So if you're waiting till you get it, and start praising God for it, you're not even engaged in faith. There is no fight of faith. You're not going to appropriate anything that Jesus has put into your vault in your bank account. It's not going to come to you. you just hope and wish and it'll never happen. you got to learn to praise. It's going to get to the place where you come in this house and Brother William will be over here and he says, it's time and you'll say, praise the Lord. And you're praising God for your miracle before you see your miracle. And you're praising God for your healing before you see your healing. And you're praising, God for your deliverance before you see you deliver because you realize in the cycle of faith that's a necessary part that you gotta do it before you receive it. You gotta do it before you receive it. And then he and the team and the instruments, they all they stop, and then they stop and you like I ain't stopping, I ain't stopping. And they're trained, we've already told them, and we're telling them again, if they keep on going, look at me. And if I keep nodding, let it go. Let it go. Somebody still gotta get that praise on because they're gonna see the power of God come to battle fast in and through their life. Like Paul and Silas Who was in a midnight prison At a midnight hour They were stripped They were beaten They were locked up They were chained And they were in a bad place And I'm telling you Nothing was going right But they say, I'm telling you I've got to put my praise on i got to activate my faith My faith can pull The powerful hand of God Out of heaven And get me freed up From these chains Get me freed up From this prison bar Get me freed up From these stocks on my feet Get me freed up from this sore hole that I've been thrown into. I'm going to put my praise on. I don't feel like it but I know how to fight the good fight of faith. I know it don't smell like it but I'm going to fight the good fight of faith and they put their praise on I'm telling you what they know they were demonstrating to us how it works and they brought forth the fullness of God. God said in Psalms 89, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. I'm in a covenant. Once I have sworn by my holiness, His holiness, it has no, there's no ill will, there's no ulterior motive. He says, I'm swearing by my holiness. I'm not going to lie to you. My promise, I'm going to back it up. But the promise can only be appropriated, taken personally and active by faith. It's the only way, he said. I can sit here, I got it for you, it's ready, it's ready, but you got you to activate your faith. You got you to fight a good fight of faith because the devil's coming against your faith. Put your shield of faith up. Quit all the fiery darts, all the lies of the devil. Keep on, keep on keeping on. And he says, I'll show you. I'll show you. Yes. Are you trusting God for healing now? Are you waiting for the manifestation now? Are you waiting for a provision in your life? Are you waiting for a miracle? Are you waiting for a breakthrough? Let me teach you this. Even though you may have no evidence in the natural that anything has changed, be determined that you're going to praise God anyway. You're going to praise Him anyway. Because He's good. Yes, He is. You're going to praise Him anyway. He's a good God. Because without without faith, it's impossible for you to receive the pleasure of God. And right now, while you are waiting, is the best time to exercise your faith and praise God. Hallelujah. And if you'll take praise out of the cycle, the cycle is incomplete. Yes. And you'll not see the final thing that we talk about, and that is the provision. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. He and moves in. That's the word Yahshab is Hebrew. God inhabits Yahshub. He moves in. He comes down. Paul and Silas showed us. He comes down. He dwells in and takes our defense. Hallelujah. The, 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 the guard that was holding Paul and Silas is now on his knees saying, you've been released now. Let me be released of the sin and hold holding me. What must I do to be saved? Yashab. He marries and defends his covenant with you. Yashab. It's like a marriage covenant. We get married. He comes in with all of his boxes. He said, everything that is mine is yours. Everything. I don't have to tell you this box is mine and that box is yours. No, they're all yours. And you got anything that needs to be taken out? You got anything that you don't like in here? I'll help you. I'll take it out. Halla. Yasha. Bring God in on the scene. Bring God in on the scene. And I'm telling you, you do it God's way, you will see the supernatural provision of God like you've never seen before. Hallelujah. Did you know the Bible says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days? Now, the Bible, when you study about Jericho in biblical times, the, the wall said seven chariots could race around the wall side by side, like a seven lane. Interstate highway. We got one right here to show you, kind of the width of this. That's about how wide it was. And it was fortified. Now they've been nomads in the desert for 40 years. They never seen anything like this. They didn't have any jackhammers. They didn't have any of those, what is it called? Wrecking balls. They didn't have any cranes. They didn't have anything. But God says, I want you to march around seven times. For seven days. Not seven times, but for seven days. For six days, one time around, don't say anything. He's getting their faith. He's sh- their faith. See, your faith, you got to stand. you got to march forward. When you're not hearing anything, when you're not seeing anything, when you're not feeling anything, you're walking on the Word. You're walking on the Word. Somebody maybe is on your third time around that wall of infirmity. You maybe right now you're the fourth day around that destruction that's coming and fortification the devil has brought to separate you from a loved one. I'm telling you, right now you may be on the fifth day, but you got to get your faith. you got to get the path beaten down that this is where I walk this is where I stand this is what God said do this is what I'm going to do this is how God said do it. he told me to keep my mouth shut I'm going to keep my mouth shut because he wants me to get the path of faith he wants my faith to be tested he's wants me to show the devil and show himself and show ourselves that we're going to stand on God's word because we believe God is not a man that he should lie he's going to do what he said he's going to do I'm just going to stand with God until I see the manifest because I know I see the manifest I'm not going to stop marching I'm not going to complain that I'm marching I'm not going to whine that I'm marching. I'm not seeing anything. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to keep on marching on the Word because I know the Word works. And if I work the Word, the Word's going to work. And God said, He's going to give us deliverance. I don't know how He's going to do it, but He's going to do it. I hadn't figured it out. I hadn't seen a crane being erected. I hadn't seen a wrecking ball. I hadn't seen a jackhammer. I hadn't seen any uh, 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 dynamite. I don't know how He's going to do it, but I'm just going to do what He said do. And I'm going to leave the hard part to Him. I'm going to leave the miracle part to Him. And just keep on marching. And when you keep on marching on the seventh day to seventh time around, he said, now it's time to praise. And when they let out their praise, I'm telling you, before they saw it, they began to praise him for victory. Before they saw it, they began to praise him for breakthrough. Before they saw it, they began to praise him for deliverance. Before they saw it, before they saw it, they began to praise him for provision. we got to learn to praise him before the breakthrough, and then you will see your faith will bring in the provision of God in your life. Hallelujah. After the praise comes the provision. That's the final, final step of this cycle of faith. After the praise comes the provision. Oh brother, if you don't start start playing I may may go on till tomorrow. this This is it. This is it. This is it. This is where heaven invades earth. Through our faith. This is where the will of God is manifest on earth through our faith. We're the conduit. We're the ones that pray it, pull it, and see it happen through our life. I'm telling you, Sister Pearl, you've seen God do. You've seen the hand of God. Well how you've seen, you've seen it. You've seen it. Diane, you you've seen, you've seen, you've seen it, you've seen it. Over. The praise brings in the provision Jeremiah 1 and 12 The Lord said to me You have seen correctly For I am watching to see That my word is fulfilled Get a word on it Get the word on it God will watch over the word If you walk away from the word He's watching over the word Okay Let's say He gives you a word By my stripes You were healed He gives you a word Now if you walk away from the word He's watching over his word To fulfill it it, So you're not going to have it Fulfilled in your life You got to take the word. Hide it in my heart. You ain't, devil, you ain't taking it. I got a shield of faith. Every lie you bring, I quench that fiery dart. Every word of doubt you try to put in me, I quench that dart. In the name of Jesus, by faith, by faith. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. God promised it. He's watching over it to fulfill it. He's going to fulfill it. Joshua 21, 45, not one, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone, everyone was, profi- uh, was fulfilled. 1 Kings 8:56. praise be to the Lord who has given rest to His people Israel just as He promised. Not one word failed of all the good promises He gave through His servant Moses. Number 23, 19, God is not human that He should lie, not a human being that He should change His mind. Does He speak and then not act? Does He promise and not fulfill? The answer is absolutely. Absolutely not. Joshua 23, 14. Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises of the Lord your God gave is, will be failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him. Amen. To the glory of God through us. He's still trying to make you an oak of righteousness for a display of His splendor. Do you see it right there? For His glory but how does He get the glory when it's manifest through us? He's not on a budget. He's not on any limited number. He wants to do miraculously, amazingly in and through your life. He wants the world to see you. He wants to get the glory by showing Himself strong in and through your life. Hebrews six eleven. we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish. Oh, it sounds like there's a temptation to get sluggish. But imitate those things through faith. Imitate those through faith and patience who inherit the promises. It may not happen today, but keep marching around the wall. It may not happen tomorrow, but keep walk, march, marching around the wall. It may be the sixth time on the seventh day, keep marching around the wall. I'm telling you, stand, stand, stand on the word of God and the promise of God. The problem is not too big for him. He is going to bring provision if you faint not. Weary not in well-doing, for such you shall reap if you faint not. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, not by any act of man, by faith. Hallelujah. The walls of opposition. Are coming down in your life. I, I just I'm just here. I feel the prophetic word of God. In your life, there are walls the enemy has erected. There's threats the enemy has posed. I, I just sense what God is saying. And and I hear God saying it so strongly. They're coming down. 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 But you have to participate in your miracle. Would you stand to your feet? You've got to participate in your miracle. You've got to fight. The good fight of faith. You got to not let go. I believe, God. I believe. I believe so much. I'm going to praise you. And I'm going to start praising you for it right now. Come on, let's lift up our voices. Let's lift up our countenance. Let's lift it up. And let's worship him. And let's praise him. And let's magnify him. And let's ascribe glory and thanksgiving and honor and praise unto our God. Yeah. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, none of this, none of the promises, none of the blessings, none of the power, none of the provision, none of it is available to you. But the good news is, God says, whosoever will call upon my name shall be saved. You can put your faith, you can place your faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ and what He did for you right now. And you can be born again. You can be born into the family of God. You can be born into this covenant. You can be born in to the inheritance that He has already provided for us. But you got to call upon His name. You who are tuned in, you got to call upon His name. There's no other name. No other name under heaven given among men that we can be saved except Jesus, Jesus. Come on, church, help me pray with those who will pray for the first time right now, calling on the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank You that You have not left us in a lost state. You have not left us for bondage. You have not left us for destruction. You have not left us for eternal damnation. You made a way. You sent Him and His name is Jesus. He's the only begotten Son of God who wants to be my Lord and my Savior. So Jesus, Jesus, I call on Your name now. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I place my trust. I place my dependence I place my future. I place my faith in You. You are the Son of God. You have been raised from the dead. You are now my Lord and my Savior as I surrender all to You. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Let's celebrate as we celebrate with the angels of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We ascribe glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving to you that you, Lord God, would go with each and every one as we go in your power, as we go in your glory.